can't handle the truth! I'm an American! Yeah! <laughs> American civilian. Hey everyone, Tuesday, October 24th, 2022. So today in the news, Rishi Sunak will be the first technocrat appointed prime minister. And we're gonna look at what technocracy is and how it relates to social engineering and how it undermines representative government, representative democracy. So what is technocracy? What is social engineering? How is the corporate world government undermining representative democracy? We're gonna be looking at this. More headlines coming up right now. So Rishi Sunak becomes UK prime minister amid growing economic and political crisis. Former treasury chief warns a profound economic crisis facing the country, which is suffering from stagflation and political uncertainty. So this is all uh, lined up very successfully. I mentioned this before. They brought, uh, they brought in a, a Liz Trust, uh, a World Economic Forum acolyte, and she was just there to ruin the economy. And then with their other World Economic Forum acolyte, they come in for the rescue with their technocrat, Rishi Sunak. So he warns of profound economic uncertainty, um, political uncertainty, and so forth and so on. And as they did uh, previously, and... Uh, technocracy really had its birth uh, originally in uh, the years following the Great Depression in the U.S., and we're going to talk about that a little bit. The headline here from Reuters, Time for Britain to Try Technocratic Government. Now, this is an opinion piece by Peter Ty Larson, and I'm just going to read his uh, a little bit of his story here, his opinion piece. British politicians look to, uh, like to look to America for inspiration. After a month of political and economic turmoil at home, they would be better off studying Italy and Greece. Those nations tackled previous crises by installing governments led by non-politicians. After four failed prime ministers in just six years, it's time for Britain to consider a similar experiment. Now, if, if people in the United States didn't know, uh, there's been some toying with technocracy when uh, Detroit was in uh, fiscal fiscal decline, they bottomed out fiscally. Uh, there was a technocrat appointed there for some time to get their economic uh, situation under control. But here, uh, he goes on to write, technocratic governments tend to take charge after an elected administration has collapsed and rule for a short period with a limited mandate. Former European Central Bank boss Mario Draghi, for example, is wrapping up a 20-month stint as Italy's prime minister despite never contesting an election. Previous holders of his office include Mario Monti, 
the former European commissioner, took charge during the Eurozone crisis in 2011. Lucas Papadimos, the former governor of Greece Central Bank, was sworn in as head of the country's caretaker government the same month. These leaders would recognize Britain's predicament. Prime Minister Liz Truss's techno-skeptic administration recklessly attempted to boost growth by cutting taxes, startling investors, and forcing the Bank of England to step in. The government was belatedly borrowed from the technocratic playbook by installing a new finance minister, Jeremy Hunt, who on Monday reversed the bulk of the policies, but Hunt is relatively recent convert to strict finance fiscal discipline and is far and it's far from clear that trust will survive the u-turn so what they do is here in his opinion piece they're recommending technocratic government so let's look at that this is from technocracy.news news and trans technocracy was born in the u.s grew up in china now conquering the world if you didn't know propaganda and high-tech weapons of suppression are used in the U.S. to obscure the rise of technocracy-based authoritarianism as the world's first and largest model of technocracy. China is guiding the narrative every step of the way. Columbia University originally crystallized early technocracy in the 1930s. The Trilateral Commission fed it to China in the 1970s and is now dominating us in the 2020s. The only natural and effective enemy of propaganda is free speech, Without it, the entire world would look like a massacre of the Tiananmen Square in 1989. In short, in every sense of the world, humanity is at war with technocracy and its evil twin, transhumanism, until this enemy is clearly seen and identified. There could be no effect in resistance against it. And so let's talk, this is from Wikipedia, let's talk a little bit about the technocracy movement, first of all. The the technocracy movement was a social movement active in the United States and Canada in the 1930s, which favored technocracy as a system of government over representative democracy and concomitant partisan politics. Historians associate the movement with engineer Howard Scott's Technical Alliance and Technocracy Incorporated prior to the internal factionalism that dissolved the latter organization during the Second World War. Technocracy was ultimately overshadowed by other proposals, for dealing with the crisis of the Great Depression, the technocracy movement proposed replacing partisan politicians and business people with scientists, engineers, and the technical expertise to manage the economy, but the movement did not fully aspire to scientocracy. The movement was uh, committed to abstaining from the partisan politics and communist revolution. It gained strength in the 1930s, but in 1940, due to the opposition, the Second World War was banned in Canada. The ban was lifted in 1943 when it was apparent that the Technocracy Inc. was committed to the war effort proposing a program of total conscription. The movement continued to expand. The Technocracy movement survives to the present day and as of 2013 was continuing to publish a newsletter, maintain a website, and hold member meetings. The smaller groups include the Technical Alliance, the New Machine, and the Utopian Society of America. Now, what is technocracy exactly? Well, it's strictly economic. And what it is, it's a form of social engineering where... Uh, they they bring in experts, uh, particularly financial experts, to guide the economy, not through representative government, so not through democracy. So these uh, technocrats are usually appointed like they are in China. This is from CFI, Corporate Financial Institute, technocracy, a form of government where policymakers are appointed or elected, not really elected, but appointed based on their technical skills of, or proven performance Technocracy is a form of government where people with immense knowledge in science and or technical expertise, it's scientocracy, 
are expected, uh, are elected to public office. They're really appointed. The decision makers are known as technocrats and they're appointed or elected in the case of Rishi Sunak to hold office based on their expertise in a given field or knowledge. Consequently, the decisions they make are based on scientific data or objective me methodology that is backed by science instead of mere opinion. So Rishi Sunak, if you didn't know, is a financial guy. He's apparently richer than the royal family or whatever. Um, but he is an elected technocrat that's supposed to sit up. They created the economic crisis with Liz Truss was put in there to ruin it. And then so they could put in Sunak uh, to sit in there as technocrat to fix things. This is all part of world corporate world government. And when people think of corporations, they think of like IBM and Adidas and and all these other, you know, Starbucks, whatever, but they fail to think of banks. Now, banks are the biggest corporations and they sit atop even the biggest earners like Apple, etc. cetera, um, you know, some of the oil companies, whatever. So it's always banks and then the rest of the corporatocracy. So they put in a financial, they put in one of their own, a financial guy. That's like electing a president of the United States who was a, a Goldman Sachs banker. So the point I wanted to make here is that technocrats are really social engineers because they don't just concentrate on the financial system. They concentrate on every aspect of society. That's why communism really is our social engineers and communists themselves, socialists are technocrats because the reason they're socialists is because they decide the social structure. So from Wikipedia, social engineering, and this isn't to be confused with um, uh, electronics and digital uh, social engineering, which is another topic entirely that rose in the past decade or two. Social engineering is a top-down effort to influence a particular attitudes and social behaviors, nudge, behavioralists, on a large scale, most often undertaken by governments, but also carried out by media, academia, or private groups. In order to produce desired characteristics in the target population, social engineering can be understood philosophically as a deterministic phenomenon where the intentions and goals of the architects of the new social construct are realized. Some social engineers use the scientific method, data, and understand social systems in order to design the appropriate methods to achieve the desired results in the human subjects. So they use statistical data, social system, social gospel, uh, excuse me, gospel, and in the information, the pre prerequisite of social engineering is a body of reliable information about the society. And then it goes on. Um, so in the 1920s, the government of the Soviet Union embarked on a campaign to fundamentally alter the behavior and ideals of Soviet citizens, replace the old social frameworks, also done in the social revolution in China. Cultural Revolution, excuse me, in the Russian Empire with the Soviet culture and to develop new Soviet man. Commissars became agents of social engineering. The Soviets used newspapers, books, films, mass relocations, etc., etc., etc. It goes into Karl Popper and all these other things. But I wanted to get here into references. Uh, one book in particular uh, folks should read is um, Social Construction. We're going to move on to Social Constructionism. Social constructionism is a theory in sociology, social ontology, and communication theory, which proposes that certain ideas about physical reality arise from collaborative consensus instead of pure observation and said reality. The theory centers on the notion that meanings 
are developed in coordination with others rather than separately by each individual, has often been characterized as neo-Marxian or also neo-Kantian theory in the social constructionism replaces the transcendental subject with a concept of society that is the same descriptive and normative. China's overrated technocrats. This is from Foreign Policy Magazine. This is the CFR. Beijing is famous for putting engineers and scientists in charge, but that doesn't make for better leaders. Um, and this isn't published that long ago. This is from 2019. Many Western parliaments are dominated with people from with law degrees, but China's leaders are mostly trained as engineers and scientists, or so goes conventional wisdom. Advocates for this supposed Chinese approach, such as entrepreneur Elon Musk, argue, argue that it produces leaders who adopt a pragmatic and technocratic framework to solving problems, and those scientists, politicians, the theory goes, are more likely to govern efficiently in part because they are unburdened by ideology, which isn't true. Um, so the reality, the ideology of the rich is being propagated by people like Rishi Sunak. So I just want to say that this all points to the fact is that Rishi Sunak is the first technocrat to be appointed in a first world nation and one of the biggest and most powerful nations, the uh, United Kingdom. So we're going to move on to other news, which is very related. This is from CNBC. How Google former CEO Eric Schmidt helped write AI laws in Washington without publicly disclosing investments in AR startups. The point here is um, Google's former CEO Eric Schmidt is now the CEO of Alphabet, the parent company of Google. So the point is, is that the techno technocrats are... What they're going to do is in the corporate world, government is use AI. And I always said, AI, all the ruling of AI all really depends on uh, who is training the AI. And here you have Eric Schmidt writing AI laws. It's very, if you saw iRobots, very similar to the, the robots laws. And so whatever, like AI is a robot, it's an intelligence robot. Um, who writes the laws determines how the AI acts or reasons, should I say. So this is from the 24th. Um, five months after Schmidt was appointed to the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence, he made little notice private investment. And this, this points to his corruption. About four years ago, the former CEO was appointed to the National Security and the its most powerful purge, Congress asked a new group with a broad mandate to advise the U.S. government on how to advance the development of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and other technologies to enhance national security of the United States. Um, he basically gave it up to China and the corporate world government, who's designing AI to be the actual technocrat of the corporate world government. Um, but we're starting... First, uh, technocrats have to be placed uh, at the heads of all governments. So moving on to some unrelated news, U.S. says Chinese tried to obstruct Huawei prosecution, failed scheme including an effort by two alleged Chinese intelligence officers to bribe U.S. law enforcement official. Um, most of the people in the, in the DNC and the Democrats, but all over the United States, have been indeed compromised by Chinese intelligence. How? They've been corrupted through uh, financial payments because that's the easiest way to do it. If someone's going to give you $10 million, um, you know, and you don't have some idea, you know, ideological tether, 
you know, you believe in the United States, nationalist tether, you believe in the United States and you won't waver from, you won't waver from your commitment and your responsibility to A, the United States government or B, the ideology of individualism or other uh, libertarianism or what have you. The, uh, the ideology of liberty. So, but $10 million could sway a lot of people. And it usually does. And so we're not talking like you get paid 10,000 or even 100,000 people get paid millions of dollars by the communist Chinese to flip or to compromise or to leave the back door open. So we got a point, uh, we got to report on the Wall Street Journal here, Adidas terminates partnership with Kanye West over rapper's anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, this is really a very fabricated situation, not fabricated by Ye. He just pointed out the obvious that um, a lot of people who are running not just corporations, but Hollywood, uh, the music public publishing industry, uh, but a lot of corporations, indeed, it always been a lot of business. This is the old Nazi thing is that, you know, the Jews were running all these lucrative businesses and so they had to be stopped, blah, blah, blah. This is neither here nor there is that whether uh, people of the Jewish persuasion are running a lot of industries that might very well be, but that's all he really said. He didn't. He didn't really make any hateful remarks per se. So the uh, the corporate world government, including Adidas here, is taking this. And there was some contrived instances, like in L.A., somebody hung a banner over um, the freeway saying uh, Kanye West was right and not knowing the guy's real name is Ye now. So, um, but it's also a slander against the Alex Jones was right uh, comment to uh, um, the statement or slogan to sort of tarnish Alex Jones with anti-Semitic, uh, uh, anti this anti-Semitic remark. And apparently the people that did this stood behind the banner and gave a Hitler salute. All, all this I think is contrived. Uh, whether or not his uh, uh, Ye's remarks were anti-Semitic, they might very well be or considered as such, whatever. It's, it's free speech. And he certainly was not wrong by saying a lot of people that happen to be Jewish run certain industries. And whether or not there's some sort of Jewish conspiracy, I don't know. But cert certainly there is an industry conspiracy where people within a certain industry do what they can to uh, uh, buttress that industry against any challenges uh, either in the media, communication, or outright um, uh, purchases thereof, you know, any sort of uh, business assault, uh, whether the industry is under assault by, by certain uh, financial influence. So whatever... He gets terminated. He, he's a billionaire. He has the right to free speech. I don't really care about any of this. And we're just going to end up here with the Washington Times. I have to say, Liz Cheney predicts new rise of new conservative parties, says Republicans are more dangerous than Dems. Uh, she went on to talk quite a bit about the dangers of new Republicans, uh, uh, the new Republican Party. Um, she's the problem because she buttresses uh, the corporate world government and the corporate oligarchy, corporate technocracy, corporate social engineering, and um, is, is really quite against representative government. So she's not really a Republican, she's a rhino, and against um, 
you know, power of the people to change the government as they see fit. She was voted out by over 40 points in a primary in Wyoming. So she, her point of view has been flatly rejected by people in Wyoming and certainly about people at large, uh, the U.S. Uh, electorate at large. So I don't know why she still has, um, why she still has a, a soapbox to even say all these things because she is protected by the Democratic Party and the media and the corporate world government who want to keep her in because they don't want to see representative government controlled by the people or the electorate, the populace, what have you. So that's just the, that's just the state of affairs now. So if you didn't believe in corporate world government, it's coming. And uh, Rishi Sunak is just the fur is the canary in the coal mine. The um, uh, prior, the prime minister of the UK now. So Brexit is effectively dead here because I will guarantee his solution um, to fix the financial situation obviously would be to uh, re-merge with the European Union. That's, that's not going to be surprising his solution because it's always problem, reaction, solution is the Hegelian dialectic. Um, thesis, synthesis, uh, excuse me, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Um, they do it all the time and people are just aren't smart enough to figure it out. Um, I feel bad for the people in the UK, but this is a controlled economic collapse worldwide, not just in the United States, but particularly in the West to give rise to China and they're a brand of or author, authoritarian technocracy, um, which is the model for the world uh, government. And it's gonna be issued in through a, a medical tyranny. We're gonna see more pandemics. The first horseman, the second horseman, we're gonna see more war, a world war uh, with a nuclear exchange, more than likely in Eastern Ukraine. And that will usher in um, the world government, whether you believe it or not. So. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, stay tuned later for Tuesdays with Perry. Uh, I got to get him on the line. Um, so he's been dodging me a little bit. But we're going to talk about um, the debate between Christie and uh, DeSantis. So that's it. See you later. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below, follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Get Our Minds, True Social. See you tomorrow. This is